Hello and welcome to the Third Space Podcast, episode number 55, an underrated episode. It is an underrated episode. I guess I can't actually say whether it's underrated or overrated since it's only just now releasing, but I think it will be underrated, meaning that it's actually going to be really good. And the reason I say that is because Daniel brings a new segment to the episode that he titles overrated or underrated or just rated except actually you can't use rated you can only choose overrated or underrated with a gun to your head or something like that anyway the whole point is that he presents me with a number of concepts you know ideas things sensations whatever and he asked me to judge whether they are overrated or underrated which is one of my favorite things to do and we have a lot of fun discussing the various things and talking about why and uh, it takes up the entire episode so hopefully you will enjoy it see if you agree with my judgments that I pass or not Uh, probably not but that's okay Uh, your opinions are overrated anyway please enjoy It's Hello. the Third Space Podcast. Yes. That's our podcast. Is. Good intro. Want to play a game? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's a new segment, or at least, okay. you know, at least. and I'm going to call it Over or Under or Just Rated. Oh, that's a great title. That <laughs> it's a work in progress. It's a good acronym, over- too. <laughs> Did you think that was a, a good segment title? Is that overrated or underrated? Overrated. <laughs> That's great. I All really right, like so, it. No, but it's clever uh, as well. I'm very whelmed by it. You're whelmed. <laughs> Perfectly rated and whelmed. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to give you a series of just things. and you Actually, I'm going to take out the rated bit. This is gun to your head style. You've got to go over or under. You can't just <laughs> straddle the line. you got to tell me. Um, so we're going to start with an easy one, one that you've thought about before you've talked about on this podcast. Wait, let me just, I I just have to say, all I have to do is say whether it's over or underrated, in my opinion. Uh, no, no, I want you to explain why. Yeah, so, uh, I won't let you linger too long. We won't talk like an hour of each one of these, because I got a, I got a series of them. But they're unrelated, by the way. There's no particular order. I don't think one's better than the other in terms of like, they get spicier or something. No, no, this is just, in fact, I tried to just make sure that they weren't too similar. It's kind of like this or that, in terms of the the rules of the game, just with a different, um... Except that's moving on to the next one and then justifying, but this is right here, right now, tell me why. And you're not choosing between two. You're just taking one and you're making a snap judgment and then a snap justification. All right, let's do it. I think this game is underrated so far. (laughs) Empathy. Overrated. We've talked about this before. We had a whole podcast about this. Uh, It depends on the definitions, but empathy and sympathy are related but different empathy is the ability to in brief the ability to feel what other people's are what other people are feeling you're actually taking on their emotional burdens sympathy is the intellectual understanding of what someone else is going through 
And my belief is that in our current society, we, we're bringing emotional contagions and, and anxiety and other issues onto ourselves by being overly empathetic when we should be being sympathetic. We should understand other people's problems and you know, then take appropriate action rather than contaminating ourselves with, with their issues. Sympathy sounds more like a, a logical compassion or a rational yes. compassion or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, the sound and feel of a cool morning in a suburban neighborhood. Uh, I'm going to... Yeah, it's... Mm, I, uh, gosh, it, the sound and feel is what gets me, right? If it was just the feel, <laughs> I would say underrated. If it was just the sound, I would say overrated. Uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go underrated. I'm gonna say underrated, and okay. I enjoy the feel of a cool morning. Uh, I don't like the suburban neighborhood situation and the well, sound. I didn't want to say in like the country, but I didn't want to say in the city. So I, I settled, settled on suburban. What are you picturing happening? Uh, I'm just picturing cars, cars. You know, take the taking the kids to school and. Um, maybe the school bus stopping at the uh, at the street corner <laughs> the and squeaky that, the squeaky breaks. the stop sign you know when it flicks yeah. out in the door when they open the door um, and some kid like is like has the window down and he calls someone a butthead or something like I'm just picturing all of that stuff and that would be kind of an annoyance the feel of a crisp morning I really enjoy that's underrated although. By saying underrated, I just mean I enjoy it. I think a lot of other people also enjoy it, so it may actually not be underrated. It may be appropriately rated, but you're not allowing me to choose that or I'll die. So <laughs> I'll choose underrated. I'll choose what underrated is about overall. The, what, is, what is it about the, the crispness, the feel of, a, of morning? Like how, how, do you, how is that distinct from maybe a crisp afternoon? Um, I think, well, the morning has a when you're in the morning as opposed to the afternoon your day has a lot of potential there's there there are things that are yet to happen you're just waking up you have hopefully your maximum level of energy you know after a good night's sleep uh and then you know there's something about the feel in the air in the morning i guess maybe it has to do with the humidity and you know the sun not yet having uh, heated up everything around yeah, you. Hasn't cooked the earth, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. And I personally prefer it to be a little cool, uh, especially in the morning. It helps me wake up and f things feel brisk, and it makes me feel ener energized. Like, ah, let's nice. let's do this. Um, <laughs> and so that's that's my reason. Yeah. All right. Next, shopping malls. Overrated. They suck. I mean, I don't know what else to say about them. Like, <laughs> they can why? get stuff done. It's like it's a one-stop shopping. It can be like high no, end. No, no, it hold on. Be... no. That is completely inaccurate. It is not one-stop shopping. It is literally many shop shopping. <laughs> like if you ever look, no man, no straight man goes to a shopping mall and and has a good time willingly yeah willingly <laughs> yeah. now every straight man gets dragged to a shopping mall by his girlfriend wife or effeminate male friend um <laughs> which is has been my unfortunate case many times and you get dragged into 
Bed Barf and Beyond or Barf and Body Works and then a bunch of clothes stores and you get oh look there's some knickknacks oh candles like you just get sucked <laughs> sounds in sounds delightful what about the yeah. pretzels well, you know you get a food court maybe yeah. a lot of people to look at listen you know? I'm not saying that there aren't good things in a shopping mall uh, I you know I am partial to some Cinnabon. ice cream Cinnabon every now and then I might even Go into a store to buy a thing that I wanted, but that is so extraordinarily rare and so overrated. There's it's mostly a waste of time, overpriced stuff. You just buy it online, and it's easier. So yeah, overrated. I'm not, I'm not surprised with that one. Uh, side note: Beth, Bed Bath and Beyond is closing forever. Like like gone what? bankrupt, closing their doors soon. Oh, yeah. the one here in town I saw was closing, but I just assumed it was. This one only. Wow, Bed Bath and Beyond. Now they're gonna, we're gonna remember them in the Great Beyond. Yeah, Bed Bath and the Great Beyond. <laughs> um, the phrase "OK Boomer." Underrated, um, slightly. Interesting. I, I think it's mildly humorous, uh, but that's all. It can be used too derisively. But I, I've also laughed at it, so. Do you think that there's some solid, is there a point to be made that it's making like a, a, a more general, like, look, you've, you're you lecturing me and you don't understand the rules of, of how we exist in society have changed to a degree that you are outdated. So as you lecture me, I think this is sort of the spirit of it is to sort of dis, dismiss and go, okay, okay, yeah, boomer. Yeah, so. that's, well... My favorite usage of the phrase is when you apply it to someone who's not actually a boomer. So. And they, uh, and, and so, you know, if it's your contemporary colleague or your student or whatever, and they do something that <laughs> seems kind of fuddy-duddy or old-fashioned or just kind of weird, you say, okay, boomer, and they're obviously not a boomer. That's when it's funny. If you really, if you really are saying, uh, our elders suck and everything about them sucks and the past sucks, <laughs> TikTok, then, <laughs> then that's not so great. <laughs> so, so your favorite use is when it's not used appropriately, <laughs> which is yes. like your favorite way to use most thing, like most jokes and most references and most, that's right. It's just really funny. <laughs> Like put through the Bennett filter, it somehow got an under a surprise underrated like rating. Um, okay, um, next Tic Tacs. Underrated Tic Tacs are great, especially the orange ones. Uh, I feel like Tic Tacs have gone out of fashion in the last twenty years. Um, I remember really liking <laughs> Tic Tacs as a kid, and yeah, I used to uh, in the sh- you know the grocery store checkout aisle grab the orange Tic Tacs and shake them around obnoxiously. And say, mom, mom, can we get these? And we would sometimes. And for a breath mint, the orange ones really don't do anything, right? This just basically just candy. Um, That's what I was going to ask. Like, where do they exist in the mint world? Because we'll, can we agree that the white Tic Tacs or even white with a few other colors, the minty ones are just, that's what we think of when we think of Tic Tacs. And you, I think of the orange but, ones. Well, and I, I think... I do too, and I don't know if it's because of you. I don't know, and I also it's know because they're, they're objectively flavor, but they're assi- the best. Well, they in terms of tastiness, it's just like what do you what do you buy Tic Tacs for? Because you know it's a crowded market. There's so many different 
uh, types. There's, you know, uh, what, what are the curiously strong mints? Altoids. Altoids, you know. For some reason, I'm going blank on all the mints, but there's just so many of them. There are and so, a fair number So I don't know what Tic Tac... Tic not particularly strong. I don't. I feel like if you were to just suck on a Tic Tac, it would not give off the flavor. Like, it might have a candy coating of, like, even a white Tic Tac is not going to taste minty immediately. It's like when you start to bite into it. I might be wrong about that. I never but, bit them. I always just kind of suck them until they disappear. And then they get kind of soft or yeah. disappear pretty quickly. And the orange were fruity. And there's also, like, another... There's, like, yellow and red ones. I don't remember those. You know? But I guess the point is that, like, are you buying just candy? Like a weird, just, yeah, just a candy? And then, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, don't know. I think that, I think that 50% of people who buy mints treat them as candy. And 50% of people have an instrumental purpose in buying mints. They, they want to do something about their breath. And the other people is, just, is there, like, just want some candy. Is there any part of them that like if you if you like candy but like you want to go with the healthier option somehow <laughs> mints fall in, no. fall into that in a weird way? No, no one thinks I that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's like uh, I'm a little bit of an adult here. I don't want to buy you know okay, maybe Swedish that. fish. Maybe, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe I don't want to be a child, so you know I'm not buying um, you know lifesavers or uh, nerds. So, so I'm gonna buy the adult Altoids in the you know the tin the tin yeah, container, yeah. but not kind of because of old school, not for health yeah. reasons though. I don't know. I just feel maybe I'm pulling from some wacky place in my brain that Your I'm like butt. you know some some really overweight person. You know they order with the diet soda and the and the and the mints That's and they're like I'm you know and some low fat ice cream and some whatever. Altoids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not what I right. picture. Next. The sensation of jerking right before you fall asleep. The jerking what? Like a rope? <laughs> Turkey? I just meant, I, meant, I realized I, I typed beef, these up before. Beef or deer? Like no, what are, you're I'm, about to fall asleep and you uh, kind of jerk a little bit. Like sometimes you wake yourself up or like oh, you fall yeah, asleep in the car right. and you jerk. And you might even kick the, the back of the seat or something. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Spontaneous. <laughs> the way I wrote it. Spontaneous muscles. Jerking before you go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, there's no way that that wasn't a setup, right? I know, I know, I didn't mean it. That's why I'm laughing. I'm embarrassed. I, I wrote the sensation of jerking. Right I don't believe you. Well, I, I I did this pretty quickly. <laughs> I'm like teary eyed. It's weird. I can't believe I wrote it and didn't catch it. What is wrong with you? What is wrong the with you, sir? The sensation of jerking right before you fall asleep. <laughs> but, but that's the word. <laughs> How can that be anything but underrated? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, don't, I can't name a time I've like been so oblivious, dim-witted. Or like, like, how did you not realize you'd written that? <laughs> the sensation of jerking. Sorry. I mean, all right. I'm but so, I really okay. do mean the like that... that um, what is a better word than jerking then? Uh, you know, like sudden movement you make and it and it's a weird yeah. sensation. It's uh, involuntary. Yeah, involuntary movements. Uh, yeah, I, kn- I know what you're talking about. I find it difficult to even fit into the dichotomy of <laughs> I was trying to push that. Yeah, I was trying to push that. Overrated. <laughs> because I don't like it. I don't like that sensation. 
So, well, but but I don't think most people like that sensation. So it's hard for me to say it's overrated. But I guess just like that, in this or that, you have to decide on like the you metric. Know, yeah. You, yeah, what is is it a societal metric? Is your individual? Do you think it's a shared experience and thus not and not talked about enough that like everyone would go nod their head and be like, yeah, I know the sensation of jerking right before I fall asleep. So. I'll have to ask people when I'm out and about <laughs> what they think about it. Put that in the dating profile along with the sensation. <laughs> right, all of my match attempts. You know, when you can send them a comment. So what do you think about the sensation of jerking? Right before you go to bed. Overrated, underrated. <laughs> That'll get me a lot of hits. Um, oh, man. Or maybe at the shopping mall, I'll ask the people there, because that would at least get me some. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to say it's overrated, uh, because I don't enjoy that sensation. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's the best I can do with that one, I think. Okay. Next, Nostalgia nostalgia i'm gonna say underrated i find nostalgia to be a pretty pleasant sensation it can be bittersweet but overall pleasant um i'm again just going on my opinion not based on the wider the wider world because i think probably the wider world has a generally positive view of nostalgia in which case again it's hard to call it underrated if ever if everyone appreciates it but yeah, but I think it can be manipulated into sales. It certainly can. This, You're right. Yeah, we're at a prime age where I think like people in our age group. Yeah, this like society is appealing to us constantly. I, I um, actually I yeah. think that society always targets young parents, um, the people of young parent age, you know, in their late twenties and, and early thirties, with whatever happened in their childhood. It's always targeting them. To try to get them yeah. to kind of like grasp onto a second childhood or something like that, or or yeah. perpetuate what they enjoyed on you know with their with their young families, so you know Nintendo, pandering to people our age with their old Nintendo games or hot wheels. But I even think about like retro Altoids. arcade bars. There's a place near here that has all like we're talking Mortal Kombat, Blitz, mm-hmm. um, all and it's all free. And this is becoming like oh, a trend of these sorts nice. of arcade bars that are all retro and retro this and retro that. And yeah, like, I know, cool. I guess it's the first time retro gaming has ever been a thing. This is the first time it can be a thing, so it's hot right now. Um, whereas retro, like re-releasing the Volkswagen Bug, you know, and yeah. that didn't land on me as nostalgic, but I'm understanding it now that it yep. was totally a ploy you know so look for uh, the just, t- maybe I, maybe i wasn't in an age where it made sense nostalgia i could not experience it i was a kid you mm-hmm. know and now i can look for uh look for tic tacs coming back yeah tic tacs i mean that can I, be, actually that can... i bet mr tic tac or whoever is really pissed that TikTok came on the scene <laughs> because now the google results are going to be all messed up like i bet yeah, he's he... mad we it's missed our chance. T A C is that all you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right though. It would be buried. It would be buried, and like any typo might. I mean, you might could Google Tic Tac and get TikTok because they're yeah. like, no, this is what you meant. This is what you meant. Could be, <laughs> and like my joke of not understanding what TikTok is and confusing it with Tic Tacs, it's not as funny anymore. Like all, of, there are many problems. Many problems. All right, next, the release of a new soda. A, a new what? 
like soda, like a Coke. A new a, soda. Yeah. Overrated. Yeah, overrated. Soda in and of itself is overrated. I don't even drink soda anymore. Like, I'm over it. So, well, yeah, a new soda, <laughs> don't care. <laughs> if we can don't get you care. that pumped at Even a new root beer, I don't care. I was just thinking about how it seems like the reason I even came up with this was like, when Surge hit the market, that was so exciting as a kid. It was as a this, kid, yeah. And and it wasn't because I loved soda. It was the energy around it. And then someone had remarked to me, like, there's a new soda. And I thought to myself, like, what? Well, you have Coke, you have, Coke, you have Pepsi, Pepsi and, and... Mountain Dew. Yeah, you, you have your classics, basically. But yeah. the idea of a new one was, like, unfathomable. And, what, what? Like, also, you go to the grocery store and you see the knockoff sodas, like Dr. Thunder right. and, yeah, you, you know, whatever. And, and you're just kind of like, that's not real. <laughs> that's not real. And, yeah, like, those yeah. don't count. And so a new soda that does count, that would yeah, be for exciting. for some reason that counts. And as it's a kid. called Surge and the marketing looked i mean vaguely like nickelodeon or yeah, something yeah, you yeah. know and just and it, it was like 90s on steroids and how how pumped well, that. and you would hear you would hear this the scared parents or i don't know where how this impression got filtered to me as a kid but they're like it's worse than mountain dew and in my inverted kid hierarchy of what makes a good soda i thought wait mountain dew is one of the best so <laughs> If this is worse than Mountain Dew to adults, that means it's better than Mountain Dew to me. Oh, I need some is, Surge. You are spot on with your memory because I just watched a documentary about the rise and fall of Surge, and that's part of what led to this too. And it was initially named, um, before they released it, um, Splurge. MD, MDK was its code name for Mountain yeah. Dew Killer oh, because nice. Mellow Yellow had just not excited the market. No, Mellow Yellow... And, yeah. and so they, so what they did is they looked at what Mountain Dew was doing, and they they were doing a lot of uh, do the do yeah, and like extreme. marketing with X Games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so Surge came out and just they released like ultra nineties like kids being crazy uh, like to get the, the 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 campaign went something like this. I met the kids clamoring to get to the Surge, and so they were yeah. tackling each other yeah. and jumping over couches and like just being. I mean in general like insane and like high energy and it got this yeah this sort of it actually has less caffeine than kid or excuse me than mountain dew what like really kids, yeah it's like, it had like four, i got marketed to i really yeah, got yeah. marketed to i got swindled. so did so it was like literally campaigns were started by parents claiming that kids were acting crazy so there were a few articles written about how kids were acting nuts but they were probably just mirroring yeah. this yeah. marketing campaign going huh. ah you know and then because there's nothing distinct really about it that's really and interesting and then and then it got taken out of school vending machines but oh. you know mountain dew was left in kind of thing um and then there have been a few like like people missing you know it was made by coca-cola so there was enough uh there was enough online presence that they built they bought a billboard across from coca-cola in atlanta and like said please bring it back they did bring it back oh, sales cool. it was sell, sold out a bunch you could only buy it on amazon and then and then like the sales tanked after like the initial like oh this is fun and then no one cared again so anyway you were spot on in your memory of it being like like Mountain Dew, but because that's what they were trying to do is they were trying to get in the market on Mountain Dew. So yeah, I, um, I was and then it was crazier. So okay, next. Um, okay. All right, <clears throat> public libraries underrated. Uh, I think libraries are cool institutions or or structures or what have you. 
I don't utilize public libraries very often. Um, I think the last time I used a library was, it's got to be years ago, and it wasn't even to check out a book or a movie or anything. It was to print out something because I didn't have a printer. <laughs> so like a really lame use of the library. Um, one thing that I really appreciate, or at least I see as very cool about libraries is now they don't just let you check out books. They let you check out movies and video games and you can just check them out. <laughs> you don't have to pay anything, you know, So like a blockbuster, but free for, for free. Yeah. For Blu-rays or, you know, new video games or whatever. And just go check it out. Just like a library book and check it out and check I'm it back I'm shocked in. about the video game thing. Yeah. Do they, can they charge you late fees? Is that a thing? Um, yes. If you don't, if, yeah, that's a classic library trope. If you don't turn it back in, they'll charge you late fees. Um, that's what I, I, I don't know yeah, how they enforce see it. it changing. Yeah, exactly. Like what's, what's they send out the library it? police, <laughs> like a There's like a, a frumpy a frumpy woman that. with the thick glasses comes to your door. <laughs> well, you there, didn't turn back in, Prince of Persia. And then where do you like at the end of the year when you go to pay your taxes? They just collect those fees, you know. I just wonder what what the heck happens and how they enforce that at all. It's in the FBI. Um, it's an FBI raid. Do you, um, do you do you think they really do have a, a place in the public good now? Like, I mean, like I understand this access to information libraries? is pivotal. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's a fair question. Um, I could, I mean, listen. I if I were to get into if I were to be the president, I would be cutting all kinds of stuff. Like whole whole executive branches would just crumble and die, and yeah. the, you could make a very compelling case for me to cut libraries, but they wouldn't be at the top of my list. Um, they would be pretty low down the list. I think they can serve a good function. I like the idea behind libraries having curated uh, buildings full of knowledge that people can go visit, and it's a space set aside for quietly reading or researching or yeah, whatever i like studying and community community center in some way sure like, you I, know, I, old people I, bingo on tuesdays that sounds yeah nice. I, I like the idea behind it i totally hear the argument that the utility is not as high anymore with the advent of the internet um so you know i could be i could be persuaded e either way um yeah. but in my world the Department of Education would be gone. So maybe in that world, <laughs> the library would have more, more of a place. Oh, you know, that's funny. I was going to say, well, of course, libraries would go if, if, you know, if it's a hierarchy thing, but it's not necessarily a hierarchy. Like taking that out means you might have librarian, knowledgeable librarians that can help you help facilitate, you know, your own studies. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. Just to clarify, Department of Education would be at the federal level. States could do whatever, whatever they want with their public education but yeah 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 okay next um the concept of generational names like millennials and gen x and gen z like just this this idea that we name generations overrated um maybe maybe this is something dumb to say but we're people are always having children it's a continuum of new children being born all the time. And we just arbitrarily draw these lines to separate people in the categories from, you know, this year to that year, you know, 94 to the same thing, yes. 2000 and whatever. And, you know, we're the millennials because of that, like what, whatever the years are, I don't remember the actual cutoffs. And, 
and the fact that I don't remember the cutoffs kind of speaks to how unimportant the categorization is. Um, so I just don't really see them as useful categories. Like maybe it's okay for your um, your your insult here and there, like okay zoomer or whatever. <laughs> Which uh, yeah. that's by the way, just to return to okay boomer. Another reason why it's underrated is because you can easily fill in whatever umer after the okay and make a brand new funny joke out of it. Okay, Zoomer, you know, others. Yeah, um, yeah that's a pretty funny one. Yeah. I've so, actually not heard it. The second I heard it, I felt like it was old, like been done a bunch, you know, because it's so perfect. Yeah. But so I wasn't going to act like it was really new to me, but it was new to me and I did enjoy it quietly to myself. Okay, Boomer. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what was I saying? Oh yeah, the generational just, the generational labels. We're all yeah. named. We're like we're all born on this continuum. So yeah. the, the delineation is overrated. Arbitrary. It's yeah. this historian shoehorning in like these concepts and yes. saying we're going to talk about you this way. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Next, electric vehicles. Overrated. It, definitely overrated. Um, they are heavily subsidized, so they're actually more expensive than we perceive, and they're already expensive. Uh, their perceived environmental consideration is a total sham uh, because their manufacturer requires rare minerals. Uh, and then, of course, we have to charge the batteries, which people people are just like, oh, it takes electricity. That's clean. But actually, that all comes from largely um, you know, fossil fuel-based sources. So there, there's a lot of lies wrapped around electric cars, and that makes them overrated. I will say... Tech, from a from a tech perspective, they can be cool. Like some of the Tesla cars are actually really cool. I like the acceleration because every you can drive torque to every uh, every axle or every wheel. That's really cool, right. and so you can accelerate really fast. I like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's nowhere close uh, in terms of efficiency, practicality, price, or environmental friendliness as um, you know a a regular old car. Do you, do you think that's just the ne- the necessary growing pains of progress in terms of like, I don't know, we have, it's going to be messy for a while, but like is the idea, the concept of electric vehicles seems worthwhile and pretty neat and it's just going to be bad right now and disproportionately like, you know, all, all your criticisms, you know, hold, yeah, uh, but it I'm, has to be that way as we get there. Sure. I have the same opinion on electric cars that I do on solar power, um, you know, in, in general, yeah, basically any alternative energy. Yeah. Sort of thing. I'm an, you know, as an engineer, I'm a fan of cool technology, being able to transform light from the sun into useful electricity. That's really cool technology. Unfortunately, it's really expensive and inefficient compared to our other methods of generating energy. And the only reason people use it is because it's heavily subsidized. Um, so yeah. the tech is not good enough yet, but you know, if we, figure out how to make nuclear fusion work and everyone has essentially infinite electricity to charge their electric cars. And we have, and then at that point we do have the ability to put charging stations everywhere and so on. Then it becomes a little bit more, um, a little bit more appealing to me. So are, you're, are they yes. heavily, are they heavily subsidizing in order to, to intentionally try to shift the market yes. and like try and say, Hey, put all, and, and is that, there, that's totally ethically suspicious, right? Like to, yes. to say you have to do not just suspicious; it's ethically 
wrong. Like you should not be doing that. Yeah. I, I'd have to think on that more just because I, I like the idea of us investing and figuring out and kind of we'll never break through to something like electric vehicles or solar panels. We just won't do it unless like no, unless we, there's some No, we will if it becomes cheap enough. Like if it if if we discover the technology or invent the technology to to cheaply generate energy more cheaply than we can by digging up oil or gas or whatever, then it will it will quickly overtake the market and be the main well, thing. Well, that's what I would think. But like, what if it wouldn't become cheap and, and, unless there were a bunch of people trying to crack the code? It's just like putting more people to cracking the code and like. I mean, that's that, that that's how the market works. If if there is potential gain there, like the 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 tantalizing lure of the next big energy frontier being crossed drives people to try to break the code. That's the only lure you need. You don't need government incentive. You don't need the government to steal our money at, you know, at gunpoint and then in shady ways give it to companies that support them or that they support in order to subsidize this technology. You don't need that. You just need the lure of becoming extraordinarily wealthy by breaking that frontier. That's why people are pursuing nuclear fusion, for example. I'm sure there's probably subsidies there too, but people are pursuing that because whoever gets there first and makes an actually feasible nuclear fusion system is going to be beyond rich. They're going to be... Could you explain to me what that could look like in... like What is a successful nuclear fusion like what like can we power a neighborhood very easily or what what, what does it do i mean so nuclear fission is our current n- nuclear okay. technology right that's what we currently have and have had for the last number of decades and we have nuclear fission plants I believe there's one kind of near where you live um and they you generate you get some of your power from that nuclear fission uses radioactive material like uranium or plutonium um in order to generate power. Uh, and so they have this material, they dip it in, I, I'm very simplifying a lot, and I'm not an expert on nuclear power anyway, but they essentially boil water, using it generate steam, and that's how they turn the turbines and generate electricity. And then after the nuclear reaction is carried out, you have a bunch of waste left over. And that's the main downside of nuclear fission, is that you end up with these waste products. But the density of energy contained in the nuclear material is so high and and it doesn't produce um, emissions like burning fossil fuels does. Burning fossil fuels, you know, you, you put out CO2, which is the boogeyman um, lately, uh, along with some other pollutants in the ash and stuff. But in the nuclear material, you don't have CO2. It's just heat. It, it emits radiation and heat and you, you um, boil the water that way. But then you have to do something with the leftover nuclear material what, and the, yeah what is this leftover nuclear material is it pretty scary stuff it's scary stuff yeah it'll kill you it's highly radioactive um and so they like they encase it in concrete and bury it deep underground that's essentially the way that they deal Doesn't with that it sound like a dystopian like they're just kind of like ah, bury it like bury it both metaphorically it's just like oh, what no it's it, it's scientifically sound because this stuff has a half-life meaning um, after a particular period of time, all the radio radioactivity will decay such that it's not dangerous anymore, and it'll just be inert material. And um, you know, sometimes these things can have really long half lives, and they can stay radioactive for hundreds or thousands of years. But but I believe the waste that we generate now has half lives of 
I don't I don't know the number off the top of my head. Decades, something feasible where yeah you bury it and forget about it, and then after a while it's not dangerous anymore. So nuclear fusion, what does that do that's so different? Nuclear fusion is a different chemical mechanism. So in fission, you're you're bombarding particles and breaking them up, and when the particle when the uh, atoms break up uranium or plutonium, it it emits energy, and that energy is what you use to boil water. In nuclear fusion, you're pressing atoms together so it's a different compound you're not taking uranium a heavy metal and breaking it up you're taking light um, components i think they use hydrogen uh, or maybe neon I, I don't remember the details it's a really one of the low um low mass elements and they squeeze them together really tight it's the same process that goes on in the sun and when you squeeze them together really tight usually by magnetic fields they eventually you, you overcome the force, uh, the resistive force, and they bond together, and you essentially create a new element by squashing together these these two atoms. Um, and that you releases... Fuse them. You fuse them, exactly. And that releases a lot of energy. And then the rest of the process is essentially the same, as I understand it. You use that energy to... You would use that energy to boil water into steam and turn turbines. Um, I don't is think it, they've gotten... no waste, I guess? What's the... Um, I, I can't say for sure. I, since there are no successful nuclear fusion plants, I don't know. I, I don't, there's certainly not the same kind of waste that there is, um, with nuclear fission. If I remember correctly, sometimes in at least the way that they're currently building the nuclear fusion machines, they have to put some kind of coating on like the walls of it in order to, uh, to catch the, uh, the um the uh, the nuclear byproducts all of this energy and when it when it hits it can make more radi radioactivity or some kind of dangerous nonsense I, something I don't know the details um so yeah. I, I think they're, they're still <laughs> I didn't mean for this to turn into a quiz on nuclear energy <laughs> they're still I think they're still working out a lot of that stuff and the the ultimate point is we haven't quite got there to where we get energy out of it right now it's still net negative we're putting a lot of energy into it. And we can gener we can actually see nuclear fusion happening. We can achieve fusion, but we can't achieve a reaction that continues and gives us more energy than we than we put in, like we can currently with with fission. So we're not quite there. They keep it's been people have been researching it for decades now, and we just have never quite got there. I think in in the last year or two they've made major progress. Um, so it could we could see it in our lifetimes maybe. It's and in that situation where energy becomes super cheap, uh, then, then maybe electric cars become, um, a little bit more, a little bit more feasible. You still have the environmental impact of the mining and, and stuff. There's, there's geopolitical problems with that too, because a lot of the minerals that we use for that comes from either impoverished African nations or from China, neither of which we really want to deal with. So, yeah. Well, so in short, yeah, electric vehicles are overrated. Overrated. <laughs> Next, the term vibe. Overrated. I hate that. I hate that term. I'm not a fan. If if you use that term, then I think of you less. If you say, "Oh, I just I want to see how we vibe." Like if I'm again, like if I'm talking to someone, if I match with someone on a dating app or whatever, or if their profile says, "Let's see if we vibe." then I'd kind of squint a little and I'm like, Ugh, do I really want to do this? And then I'll swipe right, depending on how hot they are. 
Well, give me a scenario when it's most uh, it's it's most okay to use it. If someone said this music, give like this music, this song has a particular vibe. Is that yeah, appropriate? That's... Or are you are you frustrated a little? Are you still like, uh, are you going there? No, you that's to be better. Cool using no, no, no. If you use it as a noun like that, then I'll I'll say that's acceptable. But if you say I want to see if we vibe, if you use it as a verb, then then I probably dislike you. So he or he gives off a certain vibe. That seems How's acceptable. That? Pretty acceptable. I want my apartment to give off a, a particular vibe. I mean, sure. Like, it's an acceptable use of the word. Yeah. When I'm watching a B-movie B movie with you, I'm totally vibing. No. If I were to look over you and say that at, while I'm eating some ice cream. And be, no. Man, so I'm vibing. No, I would leave. <laughs> our friendship. I would leave our friendship. <laughs> I'm really vibing with the sensation of jerking. Right no. <laughs> Vibing and jerking rep. Right <laughs> <laughs> it goes either way, right? Then it could be males or females. <laughs> okay, uh, next. The sound of fingernails being clipped. Uh, that doesn't bother me at all. Underrated. I love it. I love that sound. It sounds great. <laughs> love that sound. It sounds like I'm easily trying to say it annoys you or something, but not necessarily. It could just be like, oh, it's a satisfying. It's crisp. It's it's clear. It's it is kind of like I, you know? you know, I definitely don't have a negative response to it. And thinking more about it, yeah, I like. I'm I'm a fan. Underrated. I think people should enjoy it more. Huh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Next. <laughs> it's funny how we spend like 10 minutes on one and 30 seconds on it. Next, sunglasses. Overrated. Yeah, not a sunglasses fan. I don't ever wear sunglasses. Um, I think uh, I think in the same way that during the pandemic, uh, during COVID crap, people wear masks and it covers their face and you can't see their facial expressions, sunglasses do the same thing. It blocks you from making eye contact with people. It, it significantly lessens communication. Um, and yeah, a lot of people look like douchebags um, with sunglasses on too, depending on the sunglasses. So yeah, overall, not a fan. I, I, although, you know, I'm being a little provocative. I understand their utility. If you're in the desert or in the Arctic. Um, or, or a really bright place, I would say. Or a really bright place. Then, <laughs> Which is, you know, it often outside during the day well just simply being outside during the day isn't good enough like everyone <laughs> can be outside during the day and not everyone needs sunglasses being in the desert or in the arctic then it's very bright then it hurts your eyes and so you know i could understand wearing sunglasses wearing polarized sunglasses to see under the surface of water when fishing for example understand the utility of that so you know i'm not totally i I can understand. Is there a lot of utility in that? Are you really? Because, I mean, really, it's like, oh, I see that fish. I'm going to catch it now. Or, like, uh, you probably have your line in the water anyway. And, like, you don't spear the fish. You don't reach your hand in and grab it. Okay. So what's, no. what's seeing it really going to do? And how? how well, you know, that's, it sounds like you're not a very accomplished angler um, by what I'm hearing, <laughs> hearing you say. Uh, obviously, real not. anglers would know how... Yeah, you've how, been throwing out of the term angler. <laughs> how valuable it is to wear polarized sunglasses to see the fish in the water. Yeah, uh, so. yeah you're right. I mean, 
I've always just that's that's the go-to like why do you want lenses polarized and it's like fit it's such a specific use and it's and that justification is is the use case for polarized even though I like I like polarized although it, it frequently can make you not see a screen and you have to tilt or whatever yeah um, but I would just say that most people like sunglasses and appreciate like you don't have to squint as much and it's just good for you or at least that's maybe maybe i'm purportedly just to market yeah marketing is just what no, people I'm now weaker though pe- people like more? it people like it because they are self-conscious about their appearance and they think they look cool and they can hide behind their lenses and not have to make eye contact with people in the same way people wear masks well that was, that's that funny only benefit i will say that i like the way I look in like Ray-Bans, but I also am not particularly self-conscious and I do feel like I look cool. Yeah, I, don't, so not, I don't think it's that way for everyone, but it is that way for, for many people and probably well, you Well, I am, I am, I'm kind of admitting that like I wear them for a fashion <laughs> statement piece, but but I don't look, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, after, after bashing sunglasses all of that period, I am actually in the market for a pair of sunglasses uh, for the hiking season that's upcoming. So if, if you have any, if, if you have any good suggestions, I'm, I'm open to those suggestions. <laughs> Pretty funny thing to say. I mean, my guess is that if you're not like trying to be brand conscious, that like a, I'm not. a pair from the gas station is just suitable. You I'll know? do that then. Or I'll go to the shop. I mean, I, mall. I mean that. Like, it's, I've heard that the polarized aren't any better, whether it's a high end like Maui Gym or something like that, versus. You know, well, I might I mean, also try out fly fishing this year, and so I might actually want some polarized. So things. if you look, I mean, I would I would look for that like fifty dollar range because and yeah. you're gonna get an excellent solid pair of plastic sunglasses fine. with a clear lens. And, you know, the the fifteen to twenty at the gas station actually can be the lenses can be foggy. They're just mm-hmm. not that clear. They're, but you're gonna get probably you know how like the, like i've told you about like the shirt market and all this tech stuff yeah like, i have a feeling i haven't done my research, sunglasses don't like, stretch do they lately yeah. <laughs> well they might have flexible plastics Ooh, and also there's all sorts of like flex. surfers or things that are like good for the yeah that they're not they're not douchebag brand or non-douchebag you know? brand so. yeah that, well that's the thing i think you can get it for for 50 60 80 bucks instead of 200 300 400 dollars you know like and you're gonna get an excellent pair so that's my guess is that you'd find that okay next all right the deconstruction of taboos (laughs) around mental health or the jargon of mental health making it's creeping into our everyday lexicon okay Um, I was just trying to think about how to word, word that. They're both leading. The, the they are leading. The around mental health or the, the, you know, the creep of mental health jargon. into. Yeah, I'm going to say overrated. Uh, overrated. I think it's a, kind of obnoxious how much people are droning on and on about mental health. And that's not to say that mental health is unimportant. It's, it's quite important. But, like, we don't need to hear from uh, a bunch of anxious teens on social media about how they treated their their mental illnesses. Like, you're not an expert. Like, I literally don't care what you think about mental illness. And, and a lot of people seem to be talking about that sort of thing. And they're using... I, I just doubt their expertise. Uh, and I actually, I doubt their ability to even understand the expertise in many cases. So yeah, I yeah. find it less useful um, and probably actually the opposite of useful. 
This, this might be an obvious point, but do you think stupidity is able to congregate and pool together in ways that it's unprecedented? Like it used to be if you were stupid, you were just sort of isolated in your stupidity. That's a really um, good how, point. <laughs> and, and now like, yeah, you get like whole cultures that can be, it can evolve out of the stupidity. Reinforced yeah. stupidity. Yeah. That's an excellent yeah. point. I think that is absolutely possible and definitely happening. <laughs> uh it's a it's a kind of a judgy mean-spirited thought but it's like wait a second yet yeah, things are gaining traction like stupidity can get, gain traction unlike ever before yeah and that's the that's the danger of of like all the social networking plight kind of thing um anyway, definitely yeah i got def- two more for already. us all right and they're not <laughs> they're let's do they're it. not that great i wish i'd kind of let's do it baby gr- all right I want, I'm ready for this finale. Joker. I'm ready for a great finale. Can't wait to underrate it. Well, I like this one. Okay. Uh, the chicken sandwich wars of the fast food or fast casual industry. Overrated. Highly overrated because Chick-fil-A is obviously the winner and there is no competitor. <laughs> so the wars, pff, what war? <laughs> yeah, but isn't there a place that you have talked about? Is it called Super Chicks or something like that? That is. Yeah, it's it real good. Like probably an offshoot, probably a development of these these. Like the market is primed. And yeah, but they're not winning the war. Like I mean, yeah. they may win the battle, but they're not winning the war. <laughs> they're good. I, I, just... I, I ate there today. I had six chicken strips because I was wow. hungry today. And today's Tinder Tuesday. So they had three strips for $5. And so, they were good. I would just say that like chicken sandwiches, like the game has been elevated. You don't go to, like, if you order a chicken sandwich somewhere at a fast food restaurant, it is not what it was in the 90s and early 2000s. That's true. It's, it's not a processed, like, like goop like patty with brown patty. Yeah, exactly. stuff on it. Yeah, it's yeah. good. They are good. So, you know, good for Chick fil A for making everyone else, <laughs> like, attempt to reach their godliness. In, yeah. I use that word advisedly. Um, Chick-fil-A is the king of fast food like the quality I'm not even prepared to say that the quality of the Chick-fil-A sandwich in and of itself is the best in the world but it's very high and when you surround that with all the other positive aspects of Chick-fil-A like the service is so good like their menu is simple but delicious they get the milkshakes like the, the price is good. Like everything is great about it. This Part podcast is not sponsored by Chick Fil A, by the way. <laughs> Part of me wants to like just out of curiosity. We've talked about if someone is a master at what they do, we want to we want to know more about how their process. Like Chick Fil A must have like what's their if I said hey here's the money I'm gonna open up a Chick Fil A. What are they gonna tell me? What secrets are they gonna give me that's gonna make me way different than if I said hey I want to open a t- Taco Bell and here's the money like and like build one you know and so i just have a feeling like i'm gonna be treated like as an owner a franchise owner like wildly different uh and like and they're gonna and i'm gonna learn i have a feeling this is my guess is that like a taco bell would just be like here's the playbook go and i just i don't know i just suspect as chick-fil-a it's like all right they put their arm around me it's like time for you to be part of the family we're gonna let you know the secrets and they like initiate me into some weirdness that like I'm like, oh, I see the light now, you know. From what I've heard, they, like, strap you down in a chair and put electrodes on your head and, like, show you pictures (laughs) of men and women, like, getting married and, like, having a family and stuff. I think that's what they do to you. Yeah, man. That's what I've heard anyway. (laughs) Sounds sounds accurate. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last one. Last one. It's going to be good. I can't wait. 
high expectations, very, very high. Gonna be very disappointed. Popping knuckles. Oh. Uh, underrated. I like popping my knuckles, and it doesn't. The sound doesn't bother me. Why do you like it? It feels good. Is there it's a, a tension release? tension relief? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, once I think about it, I have to try. But I'll admit that it's it's like a it's a contagious thing. Like if I hear you or see you do it, or I have a thought like right now, right now I'm going through and just you know I've already done it, so they're not really popping. But the point is, I think about it and then I need to do it. I don't actually go, oh, my fingers and knuckles or have all this tension and I need relief and release. You know, that's not actually what happens. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, that was great ending. <laughs> I was trying to keep it alive. I, just, I tried. Man. I'm just messing. With, I'm just kidding. I, I actually uh, like. I really enjoyed this segment. Um, I like it because I enjoy passing judgment. It's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, and and you gave me 17 opportunities to do so. Do you uh, think if I were to redo this segment, how, like, would this is something that we could talk about off air? But but let's like, do it on air, baby. Yeah, let's do it on air. Like, what do you like? Should I like the concepts like empathy? Is that too boring, or no. is that actually? Would you rather? No, I you like the mix. I like of the mix. physical experiences. Yes, I, and, I loved. Like, it. I like the variety. I, I, I like to not know what's coming next. Um, yeah. But and I didn't get too silly with it. All of no. them like were serious inquiries and like, oh, how do you, yeah, I don't know, like rated or overrated or underrated or whatever. I liked, I liked it. Um, the The hardest part for me to get past is it's kind of a translation I have to do between like, uh, but because essentially I'm saying, do I like this or not like this? Um, that's really what I'm. That's what my answers all are. And so I'm translating into that frame instead of over or underrated because conceivably there could be a thing that I like uh, that is o- that is overrated. You know? Your relationship with liking or disliking, say, empathy is totally based on it being societally overrated. Like, yes. be- you, have, like you would be indifferent toward empathy that's for the most that's, part. That's exactly right. Think. Yes, that's right. And you're, so you, your distaste comes from society like, elevating it. Like, for example, Napoleon Dynamite. I like I really like Napoleon Dynamite, but I think it's overrated. Yes. Like I think people give it too much credit. The Office, I re- I like yeah. The Office, but it's overrated. Yeah, oh man, uh, that's a tough one. But yeah, yeah, I mean it is it is rated so extraordinarily highly. You're right that like, I mean I don't know. It means so much to so many people, and I think what does it mean to them? It means something to me. I have a relationship with it. No, well, I, I have a real relationship with it. They have a fake relationship yeah, yeah, with yeah. it, that's, and that's, that's why. <laughs> I'm a true My fan. Stronger. If I watch again, if I watch it, you know. No, and I don't actually, even know that they're competing. Like someone like like Stephen rewatches uh, The Office. Stephen is a true fan of The Office. He's a legitimately true fan. Well, he pretty much has Peacock Plus for that purpose. Well, the reason... All right, so here's... Here, about The Office in particular, The Office is not a consistently good show. It has ups and downs very clearly. It has some garbage episodes. Yes. Um, yes. And it has some sublime episodes. And a true fan who appropriately rates The Office understands this, but I don't think that most people 
actually are nuanced enough and they just kind of hop on the bandwagon and say, oh, I love the office. Like I'm yeah. not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they say. And they are the reason why the office is overrated. When I, I think I asked Stephen once, like, how many times have you seen each episode? Would you? And he's like, I have no idea, but it's a lot. And I said, over under ten, and he was like, um, over. I'm pretty sure. And it's wow. like, wow, that's a Isn't that's that, a true fan. That's like that man knows how to spend his time. <laughs> I mean, he, he. I think he's also putting it on like while dinner. You know, like yeah. someone might listen to a podcast or watch a YouTube. He might just like right. have it on. I don't also don't want to oversell it. Like I'll I'll go talk to him and and clarify, make sure I'm right about this. But like the man hasn't stopped watching The Office since like it came out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I mean, may, I, I'd like to ask him what's the longest you've gone in between episodes. Seriously, like has it been over a year? You know, that's yeah. what I want to know. Has he gone over a year without watching an office? I've episode? been considering giving it, giving it another run through the series. When, when I'm a fan of a show, even like the best show ever, I I want to give it a break for five, maybe even like yeah. I will not watch Breaking Bad again for I just finished, so it'll be at least five, but really probably ten in ten years I'll go. Man, I want to rewatch that. Yeah. Um, but I don't want, and so I'm right at the like maybe I could watch all of The Office. The thing is. You catch a rerun every now and then. You just do. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I have. So it's probably, but but still, I haven't sat down and watched a full or I see a clip or whatever. It's sort of it's just sort of fresh in our culture. It's always it's it's pervasive. So it feels it, I haven't had time to miss it, and I need I like missing it. I like forgetting. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, so. So okay. Bye. That was fun. <laughs> underrated. Underrated episode. I predict. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Underrated. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do 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 do. It's over. Bye.